Hello everyone, Monica here with just one little editorial note. When we originally recorded Mermaids, it was supposed to be part of our fairy tale myths and legends collection and series. However, we ended up going a different route with that. So this is a remnant of that series. It's still a good episode, it just didn't quite have a home. So we hope you enjoy it right now. Yeah, fantasy. Yeah. So we've entered, we've left storybook land and we're getting a little bit more into legend and fantasy with our newest topic, which is mermaids. Oh my God. I do love a good mermaid. You're listening to Two Monicas in a Microphone, a finely crafted podcast about nothing serious. Seriously. I'm your host, Monica. And I'm the other Monica. Get ready to talk about anything and everything from vampires to colorblindness to pet peeves to hot dogs and everything in between. I think you should tell everyone what is on your mailbox. I bought a clay mermaid and I painted her. She looks amazing. Yes. She's like golden on the top and she is turquoise on the bottom. And I used glitter and Mod Podge and I did the works and she looks fantastic. She does. I absolutely love her. Now, did Sienna do a mermaid bedroom? Her bedspread is a mermaid. She's got like six mermaid pictures. She's got a mermaid on the wall. Well, I think that's going to bring us right into my very first topic, which is little girls love mermaids. They do. Yeah, they really do. Um, I know Lillian always loved them. I came across something and you can see it here that I've pictured. It's called what type of mermaid are you? And it has these little cute sketches of mermaids and you just look and see when is your birthday. And then that's the kind of mermaid you are now oh, three. So yeah, cute. it is. And three years ago, Lillian and I made a little YouTube video talking about which mermaid we were. And I just found this the other day. She found it and she's 11 now, but she still thinks this is one of the cutest things. And she put it up on her desk to save. So Monica, basically we're the same mermaid. Yeah, we are the same mermaid. And I was a little disappointed because there's a lot of really fun ones on here, but why don't you go ahead and tell everybody what we are? Okay, so we're the Pearl Scavenger, which I don't mind at all. I think it would have been more fun to be the Ship Saver Mermaid, who well, looks yeah. very similar to the Little Mermaid Ariel, except she doesn't have red hair. And then the Sea Witch, she is also beautiful, but you can see all of these. Uh, we'll also include a picture of this and give credit to the artist. But I think this, this imagery just really encapsulates little girls and what they think of mermaids. I mean, these are all sorts of different hair colors, skin yeah. color, and all sorts of different personalities are coming out. It's just, it's really great. And it reminds me of how I would have played to be a mermaid in the pool when I was a kid. And I know you and I talked about how we used to do that. Oh my gosh, my cousin Yesenia and I, we used to play mermaid in the pool all the time, especially because we watched The Little Mermaid like <laughs> over, over uh -huh. and over again. But these drawings are super cute. They're very playful, very fun. And I think that's the little girl image of a mermaid, right? They're the fairies mm -hmm. of the sea. 
really been an explosion of mermaids for little girls, probably more the last five years, or maybe I've noticed it because I had a little girl, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but we went to the Ripley's Believe It or Not Aquarium and we got to see real live mermaids swimming underwater and then meet them afterward. Oh, that's super fun. Oh, it was. And I will tell you this, if I didn't know that mermaids weren't real, I would think that these were real. They were incredible. They were incredible. So were amazing. do you think they were synchronized swimmers? Because synchronized swimmers can hold their breath for like an insane amount of time. That makes a lot of sense because they did hold their breath for a long time. Of course they went up and they got air, but it wouldn't be like if I went up and got air, cause I would be like, <gasps> <laughs> No, they do it gracefully. Yes, it's so, it's just so cool. I loved every minute of it. And so did Lillian. Uh, now there's other things out there that I've seen too and have had invites to. Now, a while back, the real Wonder Woman, this was years ago when Lillian had her fourth birthday party, the real Wonder Woman showed up. She drove in her or flew in on her invisible jet and she was there with all the little girls. Now the same party, Lorelai's party who did that now has a thing where real mermaids will come do parties. And so you can go to a pool and you can put on a mermaid tail and then a real mermaid will swim with you. Oh, that's so fun. Why uh, can't I be seven? I know. Even 15, okay? I'd yeah, oh, for sure. <laughs> oh, for sure. Well, people do put on the mermaid tails, not just little girls, but Instagram and YouTubers, they will put on these mermaid tails and they will do video after video after video of these. And they look real and they're gorgeous. And I think you had mentioned to me earlier that this really started being a trend about three years ago. And we almost bought Lillian one. We did. We were right on the cusp of it. And then we decided we probably wouldn't use it as much because most of our swimming is done in a lake and not a pool. Well, see, Sienna has two mermaid tails, oh. um, but they're blanket. Oh yeah. Right? Lillian has one of those. Yeah. Um, and they have sequins and they're pretty. I would have to say that I really feel like mermaids have permeated our society. There is so much art out there. Little girls love them. We can now swim with mermaid tails if we want to. And that just made me think a lot like when we went over the fairies. When did mermaids become the mermaids that we know? I was thinking that mermaids were always this romanticized little mermaid version of Disney. But as you and I were talking about how we're going to like create this episode, I realized that no, they're not. I would like to address the fact that mermaids are across all cultures. Uh, another thing like the Great Flood, if you will. I mean, yeah. <laughs> they're just I mean, there. I mean, I think that's super fascinating. And the Cinderella story. Yes, exactly. So there's just some of these stories and these creatures that are in every culture. And it makes no sense because those cultures didn't speak to each other or they were parallel, you know? So right. mermaids are one of those things. What we're probably going to focus on today would be more the Western mermaid because, of course, that's what is in influencing us. That is why there are mermaid tales. That is why your daughter has her bedroom done up right. like a mermaid, right? So those right. are ones that we're really going to look at their history of because per usual, whenever I'm trying to make a topic into an episode, it's like I get a headache sometimes. And this is one of those because there's so much on mermaids. Right. It just goes on and on and on and on. It's like vampires only 
Vampires, I felt like, had a lot more historical information. There was a lot more information. Whereas with the mermaids, it was like a snip here, a snip there, a snip here. Or mysterious. Yes. So they are more mysterious mysterious. than a vampire. So yeah. So I decided after the headache was gone, okay, I'm just going to focus a little bit on the Western mermaid in our society and how we react to them. And so that's why I had to answer that question, which is like, why do we think of mermaids in the way that we do? Was it the Victorians, like with the fairies? Because, you know, the Victorians just like to do what they want. It probably is. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But I found out that it was actually in the 16th century, whenever there was the uh, romanticism of all things Greek and Roman. And I'm sure that you have read a lot about that uh, back in the day when we were in college and then just forced it right out of your brain. <laughs> uh, yeah, basically, I'm Kelly Kapowski, and it just goes in one ear and out the other. Yes, exactly. That happened a little bit with me here, and it all flashed back whenever I discovered an article on historyofyesterday.com, and they explain how we have the romanticized version of mermaids, much like I said about the Greek and Roman heritage. Okay, but also combined with the exploration of new continents. Oh, uh, right. So you get those. So you have all these people traveling overseas, right? Um, That makes sense. Yes. So that's when we start seeing them on the mast of ships, when they become mascots Mm -hmm. of towns and ports, and when they start really integrating many sea tales and legends. So basically, over time, the mermaids evolved into a kind of matchup of sirens and the Greek myriads. Now, if you don't know what either one of those things are. So the sirens were the sea creatures who in the Odyssey would trick everybody into following them. And then if you heard their song, you would die. Now, these were women who were part birds, but then... Whenever the Romans took over this, then they started making them part of the sea and gave them more fish-like qualities. But they oh. were they were bad. So that's where the mermaids get the bad reputation that I shared with you. I was like, well, right. I know them of not just being these things that we want to emulate when we're little girls, but also scary seductresses. <laughs> so, I mean, there's something to the siren song. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So that is where it comes from is the Odyssey. But there's also the flip side, which is the Nereids, which is where more I would say is the fairies of the sea. So these women, they did not have fishtails, but they lived in the water and they had magical properties and they were beautiful and they were sprites or nymphs. I'm not... Okay. Nymphomaniacs, everybody. But (laughs) (laughs) but nymphs. So that's where we get the side of mermaids that are beautiful and helpful. And then for those who are scared, if you look up mermaid art, you'll see both sides of it. Oh, I think that's fascinating. When we talked about the Victorians and the fairies, the other thing that we realized is that they highly feminized fairies, and they're the reason why we think of fairies as women. Now, I could not find the same type of answer other than sirens and nereids. Before the romanticization of the old Greek and Roman mythology, there were the Tritons. Right. Okay, so they were mer people, much like what we see in The Little Mermaid. Right. Tritons existed. King Triton. He probably existed, okay? 
<laughs> no, but so he was the son of Poseidon, who is the god of the sea. Yep. And his mother was Amphitrite and she was the queen or goddess of the sea. But he was actually born with a tail like that of a fish and then the top half of a man. Now, if you know anything about Greek mythology, they love the human hybrids. Oh, they do. Okay. So the Minotaur is one. That would be the one that had a bull's head and then a man's bottom. Very interesting, but they did. They love their mashups. So that's how we get Triton. And what I love is that when I went back and I researched Triton, he is very much like King Triton of Disney's The Little Mermaid. Oh, someone did their homework. Hesiod in his Theogony, he actually said that Triton was powerful. So I would say that that's a really good description of how he was in The Little Mermaid. Wouldn't you agree? I would. And Triton is in all sorts of different tales. (laughs) So (laughs) I will say that Hans Christian Andersen, I don't think took from Triton. In fact, he was just the King. He didn't have a name. He wasn't Triton, King Triton. Okay. But in Disney, they decided to go all in with it. And I think that he helps make the movie. I absolutely love it. Also, uh, Triton had 3,000 children that were women. So those were the mermaids. And then 3,000 children that were mermen. Well, you know, it's the Greeks. Fish lay a lot of eggs. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) But I think that when you think of the little mermaid and all the mer people, that it's just very in the same tone as the Greek tradition. Yeah. So I think that answers the question about were there mermen, uh, but I don't know why we suddenly only took on on the women. Other than my guess is that the sailors of the sea. Well, why would were they not see men? They wouldn't. No, um, they, they would see not. like beautiful women I was gonna say, with boobs. long flowing hair. <laughs> boobs. Yes. <laughs> That's all I could think. I am so sorry, everyone. No, I mean, I think I think you're probably right. Like, why would a sailor want to see a merman? Why would they? They're already seeing men every single day. Every single day for months at a time. So right. I think a mermaid is far more appealing. Yes. As far as like the imagination to a man on a ship stuck with only other men. Before we get to the next section, which talks about our mermaids reel, I just wanted to remind everyone that if you love this episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review. Want more Two Monicas in a Microphone? Then jump onto Instagram and follow us there at Two Monicas Podcast, and that's with the number two. And don't forget to hit that share button and send this episode to a friend who might enjoy it as much as you do. So Monica, are mermaids real? Because I really need them to be real. I'm going to go to the beach all the time this summer. And I kind of want to see more than just mm, a dolphin or a jellyfish. (laughs) Well, hopefully you don't see any sharks. But if you would have asked Lillian this question five years ago, she would have unequivocally told you yes. In fact, she was adamant that when Zach and I went to Cancun, that we bring back a picture of a real mermaid. So Um, Lillian would have said, yes, they're real. And when I was 10, I would have said, yes, they're real. I mean, why not? I don't know that I ever believed in mermaids. 
I don't, I loved pretending to be a mermaid, but at 10 years old, I also thought I could grow up one day and become a superhero and fly. So it's not like I didn't have a vivid imagination. Yeah. I mean, I totally see that. Like I did not fantasize about being the president of the United States, but I definitely wanted to be a real mermaid. (laughs) Maybe that's a shortcoming in my character. I I think it's kind of normal. So little 10 year old girls aside, I am going to share with you some historical accounts of mermaid sightings. So up first, we have the one, the only, Mr. Christopher Columbus. Yes. He did see a mermaid. Cristobal Columbus. Yes. In 1493, he wrote in his ship's journal, They were not as beautiful as they are painted, although to some extent they have a human appearance in the face. He didn't need to see boobs, or I don't know what was going on with that. But that's what he thought about the mermaids. Um, Maybe he liked blondes and they're all brunettes. Yeah, or they had green hair, as other people have tried to say that they have when they see them. So, I mean, if you're going to say that you see them, you may as well make them as fanciful as possible. So then in the 1600s, Henry Hudson, which obviously everybody knows who that is when I say that. Just kidding. I'd look it up. Uh, I have no clue. (laughs) All I know for sure is that he is an explorer from the 1600s. So he tells in his ship's journal when they're off the Bering Sea on the top of Norway, I'm going to read it to you. No, actually, will you read it to me? Absolutely. This morning, one of our company looking overboard saw a mermaid and calling up some of the company to see her, one more came up. And by the time she was come close to the ship's side, looking earnestly at the men, A little while after the sea came and over, turned her from the navel upward, her back and breast were like a woman's. Yeah, the boobs. The boobs. Her body as big as one of ours, her skin very white, her long hair hanging down behind of color black. See, again, they're brunettes. There are lots of blonde sightings as well. In her going down, they saw her tail, which was like the tail of a porpoise and speckled like mackerel. Their names that saw her were Thomas Hiles and Robert Rainey. All right, so there you go. Yeah, I think that this is kind of interesting that by the 1800s, people were starting to catch on to the fact that maybe mermaids weren't real and had already come up with some theories that sailors had confused mermaids with other sea life, which kind of Mm. makes sense, right? In the 1800s, naturalist Philip Henry Gross commented on that story that you just read. And And I really, he brings a pretty good point. Up. Okay. So what he says, and I'm just going to read from his exact quote from the Romance of Natural History. Whatever explanation may be attempted of this apparition, the ordinary resource of seal and walrus will not avail here. Seals and walruses must have been as familiar to these polar mariners as cows to a milkmaid. I would agree with that. But he does go on to add that either they saw something new to them or they were straight up liars. <laughs> Which I absolutely love. He's like, they're either telling a tall tale or they saw something they've never seen before. One will never know. Yeah. 
1611, it was reported that John Smith saw a mermaid. Sean Smith or John Smith? Well, I don't know who Sean Smith is. Maybe he saw one, but John Smith. And this was before he met Pocahontas. But after I investigated this on the internet, I am just going to say that this is a hoax and John Smith did not see a mermaid. And I will tell you why. Hmm. First of all, he never wrote that in any journal that has ever been verified or found by scholars. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we all know John Smith kept journals and we have them. Okay. So it's not like we don't have his other writings, right? Right. And also supposedly it happened in 1611, but he was in the West Indies much earlier than that. So he wouldn't have seen it in 1611. But as we know, you know, the calendar could be off. Maybe just by like 400 days or something. Right, right. Not years. So, but really this story about John Smith seeing a mermaid did not appear until a newspaper article in 1865. Wow. Yeah. So I will just say this. Don't believe everything you see, even if it's in the news. That's the lesson of the day. I, I think that's a perfect lesson and applicable today. So I see that next up here is Blackbeard the Pirate. And one of Paul and I's favorite shows is Black Sails. And it's basically the story of Long John Silver and Blackbeard. Oh, so do they talk about mermaids? No, they don't. It's all robbing and pillaging and finding treasure. Well, even though it is reported that Blackbeard mentions mermaids in his logs and that he refused to go into any waters that had mermaids for he feared them that much. It's also probably not true. Yeah, you want to know why? Number one, no one has ever seen this supposed journal that he wrote it in. Okay, so we got that going for us. Number two, the only time that this journal is mentioned is when it's referenced by Captain Charles Johnson, who basically wrote a book. He was a contemporary and he wrote a book on pirates of the time. Okay. But no one even knows the true identity of Captain Charles Johnson. So this dude who we don't even know who he is is like, oh, yeah, I totally saw Blackbeard's captain's logs. And everyone's like, what captain's logs? No, no, I saw them. So anyway, you'll find a million Internet articles telling you that Blackbeard saw mermaids. And this is including Wikipedia. So everybody, you know, check your sources because everything. Absolutely. You just need to. And we don't check every single source on here, but I do like to find the same information in more than one source, at least. But then I came across, I was looking at a third source for this Blackbeard pirate Mm -hmm. story. (laughs) They're like, they someone just made it up and they said they saw it in a BBC documentary. But if you watch the entire BBC documentary, it is not mentioned one time. But now it just permeates the internet. And again, I think that that is something to say about modern culture. But as we were talking about John Smith, I mean, this has been going on since the dawn of time. I really have a theory as to why people like Christopher Columbus would just have written down, oh yeah, I totally saw a mermaid today. And this is what she looks like. And he didn't say she had long flowing hair or anything. You know, he's like, well, here's what she looks like. So there was a guy, his name was Pliny the Elder or Pliny, but I think it's Pliny the Elder in the late seventies as in the year 70, not 1970. Yes, oh, okay. 70. Yeah. I was a little confused. <laughs> yeah. So he's a Roman or was a Roman naturalist. And so he was one of the first people to have a 
a collection of all things natural history, and he published it in an encyclopedia. So I don't know if you're familiar with that. Oh my God, what's an encyclopedia? Yeah, I love encyclopedias. (laughs) Now it's not exactly how we understand encyclopedias, but, you know, a very first version of it. And so he had 10 volumes and like he talked about things from astronomy to horticulture to zoology. So it's in his book on zoology where he describes mermaids and tells Mm -hmm. stories about generals and governors who saw them and even reported them to the emperor of Rome. So contextually, I would like to say that that is probably why people thought they were real. Right. I think that dragons were also in this book and also possibly unicorns. People are looking at these books that are the science of the time, if you will, right? And so they think they're real. So later, no one has told anybody that this stuff's not real. So they're like, oh, that thing I saw, clearly it is a mermaid. So if you fast forward a few hundred years, even we get to this like didactic text <laughs> of physiologists. Oh, that, like, that sounds like a philosophical term. Yeah. So basically it kind of is because it is this book that talks about all these different creatures, but not just like how they look, but their moral and symbolic qualities. And in this, there was the nature of the mermaid and they were described exactly as we think of them, you know, beautiful and well, beautiful, not weird and gross. Like sometimes (laughs) mermaids are, I'm sorry. Like I didn't get into the weird, gross mermaids with webbed fingers or whatever scales all over the body, nothing like that. So they're just, you know, the very typical, I put the woman on top and I put the fish on the bottom and it's the prettiest fish you've ever seen and the prettiest woman you've ever seen, right? (laughs) But in that, it was a cautionary tale that they will lure you in and sink your ship. But that was like in the, you know, 400s. That's before they were romanticized. Okay. And then the other thing I think that comes into play with actual explorers and sailors who are not known to tell other lies, right? Believing that they see mermaids is that there were literally maps of the sea that would say, hey, mermaids are here. And they draw a picture of them or, hey, this giant octopus is here. So you have these maps, which are telling you how to get to real places, but they have fantastic fantastical creatures on it. Why wouldn't you think those fantastical creatures are real? That's my theory. I can write a dissertation, a 12-page dissertation on it if anybody needs that. Uh, But that's my theory of why these people who are so familiar with the sea would say such things. So Monica, now we have modern times, right? We have modern technology, we have digital cameras, we have underwater cameras, we have all of this stuff. Do we have any modern sightings of mermaids? Actually, we do, which I was shocked. I didn't know that there were any modern That's actual sightings. That's kind of sightings. crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, but you're going to have modern sightings of, well, I know they're modern sightings of dragons. We'll have to get into that, but no, there are modern sightings. So, so the first modern sighting I would consider is in mm-hmm. 1948, there was a Scottish fisherman who claims that he saw a mermaid and it was put into a book that was detailing mermaid legends, but he swears up and down. He saw this and you could not even fight him on that. He said, Nope, it's real. And this was in 1948. Did he also see Loch Ness? I'm not going (laughs) to lie. I had the same question, but I don't have an answer. 
Now, this next one is very intriguing, and I hadn't heard of this one at all. So in 1998, there was a mermaid spotted in Hawaii. Now, you've been to Hawaii. Have you seen any mermaids? No, but one time I went and I took like six catamaran rides because I had nothing else to do for two days. It was fantastic. But no mermaids. No mermaids. But you probably should have gone on to the boat with this man. His name is Jeff Liker, and he took a picture, and you can see it right there, of an actual mermaid. So a lot of people have authenticated Mm. the picture as not being doctored, but if anyone sees the picture, it's not like someone in a costume couldn't be in this picture. Interesting. Yeah, so he is a dive master, but he also owns a dive, what would you call that? A place where you can go dive off of his boat. So of course it makes sense for him to have seen a mermaid. It's a dive shop. There we go, a dive shop. So wouldn't you wanna go to the dive shop that has seen a mermaid? Totally obviously so so that's a sighting with a picture and it's just i mean so so tongue-in-cheek when you look this one up it makes me laugh okay so in 2008 though off the western cape of south africa in a very small village and this was reported by the new zealand herald and i did go look it up and there is a link i'm just gonna straight up read you what they wrote except for i'm not saying people's names because i'm gonna say it wrong yeah Okay. No, it's okay. So a resident said that he and a group of friends were relaxing after enjoying some food at a camping site next to the river when on January 5th, he heard something that sounded like someone bashing on a wall. They suspected vandals. So they walked towards it. Mm -hmm. And on the bridge, they saw a figure and quote, like that of a white woman with long black hair thrashing about in the water. Now, does that not sound like those people who saw it in the earlier one from 1600? It definitely does. So they wanted to save her, but then they stopped in his tracks when he noticed she had a reddish shine in her eyes. Okay. That's not good. Yeah. And then he said it sent shivers down his spine. So then he called for his child, who's 13, and his nephew, who's 11, to help him. But, dude, mm. come help me <laughs> as the sea creature is creeping With me red out. eyes. Red eyes are definitely a bad sign. Okay? Yes. Yes. So this resident said that the creature was hypnotic. Oh. Yeah. So according to the rest of the report, and I found this very interesting, there have been sightings of this creature 20 years before and then 15 years before that. And Hmm. so when this New Zealand reporter asked the tourism officer of this village if she took sightings like that seriously, she said yes, and that she had confirmed no alcohol was involved. That's amazing. They're very scared of this type of mermaid, obviously. They think that she has a lot to do with drownings that happen there. She just takes the people and pulls them down. Yes. All right. So here's another modern one. In 2009, in a small village in Israel, there were so many sightings of mermaids that it prompted the village council to offer $1 million to anyone who can prove it or capture it. That's a challenge I am willing to accept. Uh, Yeah. Let's just (laughs) guess a lot of people went there to do that. So let's listen to CNN's report on it. According to eyewitness accounts, the mermaid only comes out at sunset. And she's apparently a little camera shy as well, as no one has photographic evidence. But if you do, then there is a $1 million reward in it for you. Those who claim to have seen her are also a little camera shy. We didn't find a single eyewitness. But the mayor of Kiryat Yam assures me it's not a tourist ploy, although tourism is being boosted. 
The local children all ask him if the mermaid's real, and so do I. Do you believe there's a mermaid out there? Uh, my wife asked me the same thing. I told her she is the last mermaid I have seen. Not to miss out on an opportunity, the municipality started an outdoor cinema for the local children. Playing now, what else? The Little Mermaid. Paula Hancock's CNN, Kiryat Yam, Northern Israel. Nobody's seen her, but everyone thinks she's there. Honestly, I'm about ready to play a mermaid in real life. Right? <laughs> and it's so cute because, you know, at the end there, the mayor says the only mermaid he's seen is his wife. I don't know. Aww. It's just so funny because they can't That's get adorable. any... They can't get anyone to admit they've seen it, which is so funny because enough people said they saw it. I well, just... it's kind of like if someone asked you if you saw, like, a UFO. Yeah. Like, do you really want to say? I don't right. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then in 2012, there was a sighting in Zimbabwe. And I'm going to give you the details from a 2013 article from one of our favorite, actually, news outlets, the Epoch Times. Mm hmm. Which I was like, oh my gosh, they have this entire article on mermaids when I was Googling. I just thought it was kind of funny because I read them for other stuff. Right. Um, so an official in Zimbabwe said that mermaids were hounding government workers off of a dam site in several different areas. And a lot of the men wouldn't go back down and work on it. And the uh -huh. water resources minister told the Senate committee that traditional chiefs were going to perform rituals to get rid of the mermaids believed to live in the reservoirs. Are we sure they're not just fish? I don't know, but this was according to an article as reported by the Voice of America. Huh. Yeah, right, so I, I mean, give them they, a little more credence. Yeah, so I mean, they believed something was happening, and then they said that some workers were going missing. Uh oh. Yeah, I feel Maybe like they're sirens, not mermaids. Right. So the traditional leader, Chief Edison Chiahota of Mashinaland East, told the media outlet that mermaids exist, quote, as a custodian of the traditional, I have no doubt. For anyone to dispute this is also disputing him or herself. Oh. Sounds very confident. He's very confident. You're not going to change his mind that that's what's going on. Now, in 2012, I have to tell you about this. Been a little bit embarrassed, but in 2012, Animal Planet released a mockumentary on the existence of mermaids as part of Monster Week. I loved Monster. Yes, I loved Monster Week. Okay. And I used to watch it all the time. So anyway, I watch this mockumentary and I fell for it because I missed the beginning part where they mentioned it's not real. Okay. Monica, this entire time, I was like, we have all this evidence on mermaids? And they're like, no, it's not real. And they even have these scientists get on there and talk about this footage that they have, and they share the footage, and then they share footage. Well, let me just show you one. Alrighty, everyone, I am going to play this for Monica and record her live reactions to what she's seeing on the screen. Uh, we will definitely have this link in the show notes if you want to watch it too and see what a total dupe I was. That, whatever that is, is ginormous. It's a person? I'm so confused. 
believe in mermaids. I'm not sure that was a mermaid. That looked like a man in a bag. Yeah. So I'm watching this in 2012 on the animal planet thinking it's real. (laughs) (laughs) And they they faked you out. (laughs) Oh, they did fake me out. And what is so funny is they faked out tons of people because to this day, people still think this is a real documentary. And if you read this YouTube video, it's so funny because even six months ago, someone comments, well, if you watch this at 0.25 speed, you can see that the entire time they're lifting the net, there's a humanoid struggling against the net from the center. While they're spinning the net, you can see the person getting thrown off balance then reaching. Anyway, it just goes on to talk about it. And then someone else two years ago says, this video is amazing, almost a real proof about the existence of mermaids. Uh, Isn't it so funny? (laughs) And somebody seven years ago, comments this is the only mermaid video i found to be real the whole thing with the animal planet one it has to do with the theory i'm not going to get into but that is basically like if we evolved into human beings who are walking upright then then maybe some people evolved into mer creatures okay Okay, so and that they're actually more ape-like so than human-like i don't know it's I'm not getting into that theory, but that's more what the animal planet was on and um, not so much the beautiful, long flowing hair, but I can't believe I fell for it. I was watching it and some of the things I was like, I feel like this is staged and this footage is way (laughs) too good. And are you telling, so what really got me was the very end when they're like, oh, and we've captured one of these sea ape creatures and we have them in this laboratory um they probably said laboratory but it's fun to say laboratory when you're talking about this and um then they show it's like hand hits the the circular uh window and i was like oh my gosh this wasn't it wasn't real (laughs) oh you were you were punked i was totally punked that's her favorite line for me right now she's like ha i punked you i was like that's so funny i was punked much like the people back in the victorian ages victorian age were by pt barnum and his fiji mermaid spelled f-e-e-j-e-e anyway (laughs) (laughs) do you see that picture of it it is a monkey sewn onto a fish and it's hilarious but I mean, they didn't know. They're like, oh, no, see, see, see. Oh, my God. Oh, the Victorians Too and their taxidermy. Funny. Oh, my God. Look at them. It's gross. So weird. Oh, that is, that's bizarro. I'm going to take us from history and current sightings to something maybe a little more lighthearted, and that's going to be movies. I knew you would have some movies. I knew it. Yeah. And, you know, I'll be fair. I'm taking all of this from IMDb because that's a great resource for movies and everything movie. But I'm going to skip a lot of them. And I'm just going to talk about the ones that I really liked. Well, it is two Monicas and a microphone. So that's that's what we want. So number three on IMDb's list is Aquaman. And I don't know if you've seen that, but I loved it. I thought it was great. DC movie. The only one I haven't seen is Suicide Squad. That's it. Oh, so, so that one's good. I loved it. But, you know, who can 
who doesn't want to watch as a woman, like a stunning creature who swims and walks on land and is a superhero? I thought as a woman you were going to say, who wouldn't want to watch Jason Momoa? Uh, Yeah, I mean, stunning physical specimen. And he's half mermaid and like ruler of the sea and is a superhero. Um, I didn't like the casting of him at first, uh, but then I was like, no, yeah, I like this. I like it a lot. (laughs) No, I, I liked it a lot. So he's number three. The number one and two on the list, I don't even think are worth talking about. I've seen Barbie Fantopia Mermaidia (laughs) like six times. So I'm going to have to mention that. But the movies I was really thinking about, I was thinking about Splash. Oh, yeah, definitely. I was thinking about A Fish Called Wanda. I was definitely not thinking about Mermaids, The Body Found. That looks creepy. They're at number 12. That has to do with the animal planet thing that all comes into play together okay yeah but there are some other really cute ones that look like they're fun and could be family friendly from the 19 late 1940s like mr peabody and the mermaid miranda hey you Um, know what those are both from 1948 and i wonder if that scottish fisherman didn't wish he had seen a mermaid after looking at these covers right Right. Oh, yeah. So then obviously we can't forget The Little Mermaid. The Little Mermaid is the most iconic of the mermaid movies. And then I might say Splash comes in next. Yeah, Splash. um, A fish called Wanda. I haven't seen it, so then I don't count it. Gotcha. Gotcha. (laughs) So we've got some other ones from the early 90s, like the 13th year. uh, And the write-up on this is after he begins to grow fins and slimy scales on his 13th birthday... Cody learns that his birth mother is a mermaid. How fun. I like that because it's not your traditional girl. So I've also seen Barbie in a Mermaid Tale and Barbie in a Mermaid Tale 2. Oh, yeah. All the Barbie Mermaid Tales. I have Barbie Mermaid Tale dolls in my bathroom as we speak. I have to make a note on one here, number 27, called Local Hero. Again, this goes back to my Scottish fisherman in 1948. It says that an American oil company has plans for a new refinery and sends someone to Scotland. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe there is something to the Scottish legend. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, we have one movie that goes as far back as 1918. Oh, wow. Queen of the Sea, where Marilia is Queen of the Seas. So she finds a book at the bottom of the sea that contains a prophecy. I mean, I think that sounds kind of intriguing. And in 1918, it was still black and white. It's crazy they had movies in 1918. I love how I have no idea about anything. (laughs) Um, Did they have indoor plumbing? Well, I was going to say, I'm not real sure. Oh, you know what? We definitely have to do an episode on indoor plumbing. (laughs) I think think I'm game about that. (laughs) So after all of those, we go into some really bizarro things. Finally, we have Peter Pan. He's number three on the list because at one point he kind of gets captured by mermaids and they just don't want him to leave because why? He's so much fun. He is, and they are kind of, they're not sweet. They remind me a little bit of sirens. I don't think a little bit mischievous. Yeah, and I've always loved the. 
Peter Pan's take, Disney Peter Pan, the take on the mermaids. I just absolutely love it. And they are much like those mermaids that we talked about in the beginning. I mean, there are so many different hair colors and personalities. Mm -hmm. And oh, it's just a lot of fun. And that is what just makes me think of them as fairies of the sea. And I think that they're as, what did we say about Tinkerbell? Tinkerbell, she was just a little bit, what did we call her? I feel they're the same way. Yeah, I think she's a little precocious and she's a little bit like, she's a little headstrong. Yeah. Oh, they're so pretty. I love old artwork though. I might just try to find some of these older 1948 movies and like show my kids some good, wholesome. Those two 1948 movies look so stinking cute. Don't they though? So Paul better watch out this weekend. Anyway, that rounds out what little I did to input into this episode. (laughs) Well, I thought that was a lot of fun. And I think it'll take us to our final conclusion of mermaids. I'm not going to go into great detail on this. But if you go onto the internet, you can find all sorts of things about mermaids. One is full anatomy. Full anatomy. Somebody took the time to draw out these anatomical representations and diagrams. And I am talking front, side, skeletal, muscular, and... People need to get a job. Yeah, so (laughs) I don't know if these were for fun, if they sold these, or if people believe them. Unsure, but I found them as I was trying to, to find information. Another thing was someone explaining how mermaids reproduce. Now, I was going to explain this today, but I don't want to take the fun away from you discovering that on your own. (laughs) And then you can take all sorts of mermaid quizzes. I took two. One telling me the percentage of mermaid that I am, which sadly is only 20%. So probably 100% if it was a witch quiz. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, but on the type of mermaid that I am, according to BuzzFeed, and I will have these also in the show notes, is that I am a crystal mermaid. But I think this is more Monica because it says, you love beautiful jewels. Every time a ship sinks, you and your friends raid it for all of its precious jewels. You take pleasure in the human world for its strange things, but you don't want to live there. You are very playful, bold, and love to explore hidden caves with your fish friends. Interesting. You've done all this research on mermaids and put a lot of effort into making this show as good as possible. Even great. I think it was really fun. Do you have any anything left to say? I would like to come out and say this very, very controversial thing that I don't think that they're real, but they're absolutely one of the most fun things in the world of fantasy. Oh, I agree. I want to believe they're real so bad, just like fairies. There's nothing more fun than imagining that you're a mermaid deep under the ocean collecting treasure, singing your heart out, maybe saving a prince, getting married, you know, all that. I'll have to admit to something. Sometimes to this day, when I'm in the pool, I still pretend I'm a mermaid. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and letting us be part of your day, whether that's folding socks, driving to work, or getting in your cardio. We're happy to provide you with entertainment about nothing serious, seriously. Don't forget to subscribe or follow our podcast so you never miss an episode. If you're loving it, leave a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. You can follow us on Instagram at 2monicaspodcast. That's with the number two. Access extended show notes and more at our website, 2monicaspodcast.com. 
www.thelifeofmary.com. Love this episode? Hit that share button and send to a friend who'd like it too. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the next episode of Two Monicas in a Microphone. Awesome. That was fun. Let's give credit where credit is due. Today's episode was produced by Nothing Serious Productions, written by Monica Miller and hosted by The Other Monica. Beautiful music credits go to Raphael Crooks with his song Mermaids, which can be found on filmmusic.io.